Atlantis, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, Arizona using the tight end. These are all myths and legends. Some of you may believe they're true. Some of you may believe they're all false. But we're about to find out in a few days if indeed the final one, Arizona finally using the tight end for the first time since 1874, will actually happen. You're listening to the Wildcat Sports Report Podcast. For those of you who like cryptozoology and conspiracy theories and, and heck, I actually like some of those podcasts, but I uh, did not mean to offend you with my comments on Bigfoot and Atlantis. However, one thing we have heard for years that Arizona's going to use the tight end more. Arizona's going to use the tight end more. It's a lot like Sean Miller's going to open up the offense. Arizona State is going to awaken the sleeping giant. Arizona State basketball is closing the gap. Such and such is a combo forward. Such and such is a combo guard, but he's really a point guard. These things never pan out, almost ever. It always turns out that, no, the offense is going to score about 75 points under Sean Miller. ASU football will probably win between five and seven games. ASU basketball, even in their best seasons, are still like mediocre Arizona seasons. And that combo forward always winds up being a power forward. And that combo guard rarely, if ever, plays point guard. But could we actually see the tight end being utilized this year in the Arizona offense? If spring ball and fall camp is any indication, yes. Arizona is actually going to use the tight end position in the passing game. They, they use them as blockers. And that there's actually several capable bodies on this football team. And it's exciting news. I mean, people forget, I think, it's been so long. But Arizona had a really good tight end tradition. Especially under Larry Smith and Dick Tomey. Whether it was Mark Keel, Elzak back in the early 80s, moving on to the Tomey era, whether it was Richard Griffith, Mike Lucky, Brandon Manamanaula, uh, going through the Mike Stoops era where you, you saw glimpses here and, of course, maybe the greatest tight end in NFL history, not named Travis Kelsey or Kellen Winslow. Uh, yeah, I'm biased. Uh, but G- Rob Gronkowski. So Arizona has had a tradition of tight ends, and that tradition has uh, died off. I mean, at one point, I think Arizona had five or six tight ends in the NFL, all under mostly Tomey guys. But that, again, has been something that's been long past. Now, you can also say the tight end position has been phased out a lot of college football, and that is a, a true statement. You know, for every Stanford that produces, you know, 19 NFL tight ends, you also get schools like Texas Tech and, for a while, Arizona, who didn't use a tight end at all because everyone's going four wides. You know, most of even some of your great tight ends in the NFL, like Travis Kelsey, who I mentioned, is a converted quarterback, or, you know, you have uh, converted to power forwards. So it's a position that hasn't always gotten attention, but it seemed to be coming back into popularity in college football. And as Jed Fish comes in and plans on utilizing a very pro style offense, even a fullback at times and an H back and tight ends, you're going to see Arizona hopefully starting to utilize that position. And Arizona does have some on the roster. Most notably, it starts with Bryce Woma. Woma, who's fifth season at Arizona and has actually put up some numbers. 
He has 42 catches in those four seasons. Now, it's a little bit of a misnomer because he had 28 catches at 241 yards and two scores as a freshman under Rich Rodriguez, a guy who was recruited by Rodriguez in part because of a, a past friendship with Rhett Rodriguez. Since then, he's just had 14 catches, including just three a season ago. But Wilma's a big body guy who can run good routes, has good hands, and looks to be a guy who can become a focal point in this offense, especially if Arizona's quarterbacks need that guy, that kind of safety valve guy, need that safe throw. I think Wilma's a guy who can potentially match those 28 catches and probably should put up some better numbers. The other really interesting, intriguing guy in addition is Stacy Marshall, the junior college transfer who came in with not a lot of hype, uh, but really turned some heads in his uh, first practices with Arizona. Marshall, 6'5", 262, a pretty athletic tight end, and a guy who, again, can show that he can make some catches. Now, he played in two games last year only and did not have any catches, so a lot of the hype on Marshall is his potential. And again, here's an older guy who played two years of J.C. ball at Hutchison uh, Community College in Kansas, uh, but really looks to be a guy who, again, if the tight end position gets utilized like we think it is, could make some noise at that position. The other third kind of most definite guy who's going to see action is transfer Alex Lines. I assume that's his how you pronounce the name. I actually originally thought it might be Linez. There was no pronunciation in the UNLV a media guide. They did have for half the team, but not him. So, uh, assuming it's a normal pronunciation, again, uh, being from Arizona, it looks like I assumed it was Linus, but it might be Lines. Uh, he's 6'5", 245. He's a freshman who played in a couple games last season for UNLV. Originally a Higley High School prospect from Gilbert, Arizona. This continues the trend of getting Arizona guys coming back via transfer. T- recruited by the prior staff, though he did have some pretty good offers. In addition to UNLV, where he wound up, uh, he was recruited by Colorado, Iowa State, Louisville, Memphis, Oregon State, Syracuse, Utah, all those supposedly offered. Again, it's hard to tell what's a committable offer, what's not. Maybe most telling is he visited BYU and Boise State. Now, he was recruited there by Arizona tight ends coach Jordan Powpow, who at the time was obviously the tight ends coach at UNLV and followed him here. And he was actually a pretty big deal for UNLV. I mean, he's a guy who was a three-star prospect, kind of universally. Uh, 247 Sports actually had him as the number 35 tight end in the country. Was a borderline top 1,000 guy. He was a mid-level. He was an 86 by 247, which is a a legit uh, ranking. So he was a guy who came there, didn't really crack the rotation played sparingly last year, and when the opportunity to come to Arizona emerged, he took it. Again, he's going to be in the mix here. He's, uh, by all accounts, looked pretty darn good in early action in fall camp and, and, and did participate in the spring as well. Uh, the guy who maybe is is pretty interesting and, the, and kind of the dark horse of this group is Zach Williams. Zach Williams, 6'3", 240-pounder, just played in seven games in three years at Arizona, didn't get his first catches until last season. Um, he came in to Arizona as a wide receiver, but he's really grown into the tight end position, but really rounding out the position. He's probably the fourth guy, and so he's not going to get a ton of snaps, you would assume, unless Arizona does a lot with the tight ends this year. 
But Williams is a guy who, again, has really grown into the position, is a good receiver, has that receiver mentality, a little bit smaller guy. He can be that kind of hybrid tight end. Uh, there are also two younger guys on the roster who could receive some playing time. One is from this year's recruiting class, Colby Powers, uh, Texas tight end, number 69 tight end in the nation, was a three-star prospect. And then Roberto Miranda, who was the interesting prospect from Germany who came in two years ago. Um, he was ranked number 66 tight end in that three-star prospect as well with very limited tape. Uh, a lot of people think he's probably could have been played on defense, could have played wide receiver as well. But Miranda, just a very athletic type. He did not play for Arizona in any games last year. Uh, so it remains to be seen. I wouldn't really expect a whole lot out of Powers and Miranda this year. But certainly as some of the other guys graduate, this will be Woma's last year. And, um, you know, Marshall is an older guy. You could see those two eventually cracking the lineup. But then again, Arizona has recruited the tight end position very well, as we have mentioned, uh, most notably uh, Burnett, Kenyon Burnett coming in, the four-star tight end. And that's the big question, how much Arizona is going to use these tight ends. Last year, they barely used them. Arizona tight ends last year, that was just Woma and Williams combined for six catches for 28 yards. 24 of those yards came via Zach Williams and 16 on one play. If you want raw numbers, Arizona tight ends accounted for less than 5% of the catches and less than 2% of the yardage. And Arizona didn't have a lot of yardage last year, just 1,065 yards in those uh, five games. So the tight end position has been woefully underutilized under Kevin Sumlin, and it wasn't exactly a priority for Rich Rodriguez, but when he brought Wilma in, he started using him uh, and, again, had a very solid freshman season. That is going to change one way or another under Fish. Now, whether it becomes a position that is getting 20 catches for the season between the four guys or one where a guy could emerge as a 25-30, as a 35-catch guy as they can become a primary target remains to be seen, but it is a possibility, especially if we are going to see that sort of hybridized version of the NFL offenses and then what's kind of been run at some of the other places Jed Fish has gone that's kind of pass happy, spreading the field out, but yet still using some of those basic NFL concepts. I think we will probably awaken from this year seeing the tight ends making a lot of catches. I don't know how effective they'll be in stretching the field, but I think when you have young, inexperienced quarterbacks, when you've got an iffy offensive line, hitting that tight end in the flat, hitting that tight end in the seam can become something of a of a crutch almost for the quarterbacks. I think you'll also see times when Arizona is going to be going with two tight ends to open up the run game, to open uh, even back and pass protect, because I think, again, this offensive line could have some struggles this year, and the tight end is a very good position to kind of take away from those pressures. Before we wrap this one up, it's a quick one. Yes, I know I promised a whole podcast to tight ends, but really when you only have six bodies and only four are going to play, not a whole lot you can do. There is some basketball news, and we did the basketball-only podcast a few days ago, so if you listen to that, uh, great. If not, go check it out. We talk a lot about the new hires on the coaching staff. We talk about Jason Gardner coming back in the fold. We talk about the injury to Pella Larson. Uh, But really, some of the sort of exciting news 
uh, in basketball is there's some, been a few little shakeups in recruiting. It's kind of been a little bit dead in recruiting the past few months, but we found out that five-star shooting guard Shaden Sharp is going to take an official to Arizona this weekend, and the Wildcats are making a big push for him. Sharp is, a, is a, again, five-star shooting guard, the fourth-best player in the 2022 class, according to the 24-7 composite. Um, and it really looks like it may be coming down to Kentucky and Arizona. Um, here is a guy who, again, can step in, play probably right away. He's a one-and-done, most likely. Uh, it does not sound like turning pro is on his mind, whether that's the G League or international. He really wants to play that year of college basketball, develop. I think the name in license is going to really help uh, pull this guy in. But again, it looks like it could be a two-team battle for Sharp. Now, he did receive the offer from the G League Ignite team that, that is all made up of guys leaving high school. But again, most believe he is going to go to college. Arizona also made the final five for Jaden Bradley. He is the uh, 6'3 point guard, five-star player as well. And, and really, that's what Arizona's selling. They are selling kind of the backcourt of the future with Jaden Bradley and Sharp. Arizona has made some good impression on Bradley as well, uh, although a little, maybe some more teams in the mix. Uh, some believe it's coming down to Alabama, Arizona, and Florida State. Gonzaga has made a big push of late. Uh, Kentucky is in the mix as well. Uh, so that, again, it'll be real interesting to see where that works and can Arizona really sell these two guys on the combo deal being the backcourt not even of the future but of the immediate future of, of next season so we'll have to kind of uh, see what happens there but again for a lot of people been frustrated Arizona hasn't been landing a lot of these big targets they've gone after with the exception of the big man from Phoenix really uh, landing some some more prospecty type players and transfers which is going to happen that's going to be a big part of Tommy Lloyd's recruiting philosophy the fact that Arizona is getting these long looks from Bradley and from Sharp should be uh, something to, to be positive about now you just have to land them now if people remember Sean Miller got a lot of interest from, from four and five star kids early on and did have some trouble landing them as well. So if you do miss out on these guys, it doesn't mean that Lloyd can't recruit. It just means that, you know, he has to continue to prove himself. Previous podcast recently, I told you about my son Tyler and, and the nicknames. He now being called Diego and or Patricia. Then there was NASA. There was Becky. There was Cheesy. Well, we got an update. Found out that Cheesy is no longer Cheesy. He's now going by VZ. And again, thinking too much about it. I was trying to think of, well, why would he change his name? And it turns out there was no real reason. There was no specific reason other than, according to my son, he wanted to update his brand. So apparently even fifth graders in elementary school with no social media presence or anything like that need to update their brand. Tyler also uh, was watching Lego Masters with me. For those of you who don't know, it's a competitive Lego building show. And this year, there's been a lot of cutesy things. Uh, less cool, exciting things. And Although they have destroyed some of the builds with explosions 
and uh, hurricane force winds and a table that mimicked a severe earthquake. The builds themselves have been, again, a lot of very cutesy stuff, uh, very sweet. And my son was having none of it. Uh, my son, specifically this one team, he says, they got to vote them off. They are terrible. This is boring stuff kids hate. And when I asked what should they build, Tyler succinctly said, when I watch Legos, I want more killing and stuff. So, Tyler, if the demographic is true, they want less cute puppy dogs, less um, frog puppets, more killing and stuff. And finally, just to show exactly what a terrible father I am, I was letting him play a, a video game on my phone. Apparently, it was a sniper game. And looking over his shoulder, I see him killing someone. And I was like, I don't know about this game. He's like, don't worry. That is a bad guy. To which I said, that was a bad guy. So Arizona, five-star recruits coming into town. Can Tommy Lloyd pull the trigger and get some of them to commit? The tight end going to be used. So do those two five-star players, if they commit to the tight ends, who hopefully will be catching some footballs. Heck, even the Bigfoot, the Atlanteans, and the Loch Ness Monster. To all of you, I say, bear down. Bear down.